Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Today, you are listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. My book, Image Restored, was released in March, and we are in a restored series here on the podcast. While this series can address body image struggles, I am teaching how you can apply it to any area of your life. You don't need a copy of Image Restored to follow along, but of course I recommend it. You can learn more and grab a copy at imagerestoredbook.com. We have covered a lot of topics in this series. This is actually episode number 18. So if you missed any, now's the time to go back and listen, especially this summer as we're taking a break from guest interviews and I know people are doing lots of traveling and whatnot. Use this time, catch up on any of them that you might have missed. This week, our theme is Community Restored from Chapter 18 of the book. And I want to read to you the chart there in the book. If you don't have it, that's okay. We're going to read through it together. So on this chart, I gave some examples of healthy versus unhealthy community. And I want to be clear, these are examples because really... What we're looking for is peace in community and fruits of the Spirit. Here's what I mean by the fruits of the Spirit. You might know these by now, but love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. We want to look for these things in community. So here are some examples that I have. We'll start with the right-hand side of our column, unhealthy community. They pressure you with high expectations to follow their extreme program. They fail to extend grace to themselves and others. They use shame and fear to motivate. They gossip or slander one another. They encourage behaviors that are rooted in disordered eating or other unhealthy habits. They use power or influence to manipulate people. The subtle message they teach leads you to believe your worth is in your body. Now let's look at some examples of healthy community. Their core beliefs about body image line up with yours and most importantly, the Lord's. You recognize fruit in their lives. The fruit I'm talking about is what I just referred to a little bit ago, the fruits of the Spirit. They express humility and a willingness to admit when they make mistakes. They always point you back to Jesus. They offer unconditional love and acceptance. You feel a sense of peace when you are around them. And they love their bodies where they are and teach you how to listen to yours. Now, remember, these are examples But really, my heart for making this chart in the book is I want you to start noticing your community. And when I say community here at the end, we're going to do a processing activity about that. But I want you to 
sometimes when we think of community, we think of large groups. And that is true. That is community, right? Like where you go to church or your life group or all those types of things are community. But community is also who we're in just deep relationship one-on-one. Some of our closest friends, the people we hang out with, definitely in this area of body image, your workout people, people that you're surrounding yourself with, even people you might follow online, even though I don't know that I would say those are community pieces with online, which we can talk about that here in a little bit when we process. Anybody who's influencing you, who's getting to speak into your life, I just want you to start to notice who it is that's speaking into your life and whose lives you're speaking into. And then I want to read to you this chapter's therapist thought. It comes from Dr. Linda Hoover. Because there's one more thing I think we have to do before we get into building this healthy community. Let's read this first. We are made in the image of God. Therefore, we have his relational DNA. We're wired for connection. When something or someone damages our wiring, it doesn't have to be fatal or final. Taking the risk to restore relational cords can move us from isolation to consolation. Here's why I wanted to bring this up before we get into the community will activity is because I know every single person listening has been hurt by other people. You've probably been hurt in large group communities, whether it was your church, whether it was a workout group, whether it was a group of friends that you used to be tight with and now you're not. Maybe it was a romantic relationship. Maybe it was a sibling or a parent or a child. We have all, every single one of you, I can confidently say this, we have all experienced relational hurt. And I think that this is why the Lord led me to address this, not only in my book, but here on the podcast, is because as we just read, his heart is that we're in relationship. He wants to be in relationship. Remember, we're made in his image. Sometimes we think this whole in his image thing is just about how we look. No, it's also our wiring. And we're wired. He's a relational God. If he wasn't, he would have just made us all robots and commanded that we worship him. But instead, he gave us free will and said, hey, I want you to choose me. Right? That's what relationship is. We get to choose our people. So the Lord wants to restore this because I know that you're carrying pain. I I know you are. I am carrying pain. I've processed a lot of pain in this area. But yeah, there's still pain in my own life where if I really stop and think about it, I'm like, oof, when I think about that relationship, it hurts my heart. I still have some of those. And I know that every one of you here today does as well. So I want to encourage you how important it is to lean into this restoration of those relationships. And here's what I mean by that. I'm not even talking about reconciliation. Sometimes we're supposed to reconcile in relationships. But sometimes we just need to restore our heart and really allow the Lord to do some restoring of our heart when it comes to relationships. Because without that restoration, it is really hard to trust again. It is very hard to put ourselves out there again and risk 
being hurt just like we were last time and risk rejection. Remember, when we avoid the possibility of rejection, we also remove the opportunity for connection. All right, so I'm going to say that to you again. The Holy Spirit just downloaded that to me. When we avoid the possibility of rejection, we miss out on the opportunity for connection. My friend, that rejection you have experienced and that pain you've experienced, it's real. And it matters to God. He is not asking you to sidestep it for one second. In fact, if anything, he's saying, oh, can I come sit with you in that pain? So that pain you feel, it's real. It deserves a place to be felt. It deserves space to be processed. Hopefully you can do that with a trusted friend or a counselor. But then there comes a time when it is time to say, okay, I have felt that pain. I've leaned into it. I have processed it. It is time to learn to connect again. It is time to take that risk again. Could you get hurt again? Absolutely, you could. But I would much rather live a life of possibly getting hurt again, possibly hitting that rejection again, and being let down by people than to miss out on an opportunity for connection for other people the Lord has sent into our lives, okay? So let's do this. I want us to pray over this first. I know I'm kind of like flip-flopping, but I'm just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit right now. I just sense I need to pray over this before we move on. And then I'm going to walk you through the community wheel. Father, I thank you for every single person who's sitting under the sound of my voice. And I thank you. And I also just grieve with you, Lord, for the hurts that are represented here today. Those relational hurts that are represented here today. Friendships that we don't even know why they ended, but they did. Betrayals, gossip, slander, disappointments being left out, overlooked, disregarded, underappreciated. Abba, I just sense you saying, I see you, daughter. I see you, son. And I'm here to restore the pain in your heart from those relational wounds. So Lord, we just receive that restoration. Would you open our hands and hearts to love again, to enter into relationship again? In due season, Father. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I just sense in my spirit something shifted there for somebody, and I I pray that's you. Yeah, I can relate so well to this. If that is you and you're like, oh, man, even as I was praying, I just, there was even somebody, a past friendship of mine that came to mind, and I just submitted that to the Lord. And I just want to encourage you to do the same. If a specific person or community, or moment came to mind, submit that to the Lord. He wants to heal it. Good things are ahead, okay? Get your hopes up. Okay, let's finish by processing. Uh, If you have my book, you have seen the very final activity we did together. It was called The Community Wheel. And I love to do this in counseling. Really, as a counselor, I'm not doing a good job unless I help people build community. And so I want to encourage you to lean into this. If you've never done something like this yourself, 
It's a very simple activity. You don't need my book to do this. You could grab a piece of paper. I do want you to write it though. It's pretty important you write it. So if you're listening and you're going, oh, I can't write right now, that's okay. Listen to this and then go back and you can listen again later because you might need to listen a couple times if you don't have my book and you're just trying to write it on blank paper. But do you remember those old wagon wheels? I know I grew up playing Oregon Trail, Trail of Tears, that whole thing in the little computer game we had. And so I saw those wagons all the time. But if you're younger and you don't know, if you need to Google what an old time wagon looks like, but I think we all know what a wagon wheel looks like. There's lots of spokes on it. And this wheel, the more spokes it has on it, the stronger it is. Meaning if that wagon has a lot of, it's carrying a pretty big load, it's very important that all these wheels have spokes on them. And this is same principle applies to the community and the support you have in your life. And so I want you to take a look at this wheel. If you, you know, just drew it yourself or if you're using the principle there in my book, take a look at it. And I want you to write names of, it could be individual people. It could be a community of people. And I want you to write down the healthy community you have, Okay. You can do this a number of ways, but I just want you to write down the healthy community pieces you have. So here are a few prompts for you to kind of get started. Write any healthy body image community you already have on the spokes of this wheel. So some examples, friends, family, church, a healthy workout group, or an online community. And I told you I'd talk to you about this for a second. Online community can be a very powerful thing if you're actually engaged with those people and maybe you've even met them sometimes in real life or you've done some Zoom calls. I don't consider online community though, like someone you follow on Instagram who you like their stuff and maybe you know every now and then you send them a direct message. I wouldn't consider that community just because you don't really see each other right? Like if it's only where you're hidden behind a screen, you've never seen each other, whether it be face-to-face or whether it be on Zoom or something like that, you're not really speaking into each other's lives, especially if you're the only one following them and they're just speaking into your life. That's not necessarily community. That is somebody speaking in. So we need to be mindful of those people and be very mindful of who's influencing you But community is a mutual relationship, okay? So next, examine your will. Does it seem strong? Meaning, are most of the spokes filled in? Like if you had several spokes there on your will, do you have a name or community group there on every single spoke? If you've only got two people there, well, then we need to work on filling that will in. Because what happens when that one person moves? And they're no longer in your life, or maybe you're just your seasons, your paths aren't crossing as much, or they are just not there in your life as much. We want to strengthen your will. And then I do want to ask, are any of the spokes filled in with people or communities that aren't supportive? I know I told you to to write all your healthy community in, but then sometimes you might look back at this and go, "Mm, actually, now that I think about it, I'm not so sure that particular community is very healthy for me, even in this season. And then ask God to show you areas you could invest in to make your community wheel more stable. And finally, I want to end with this challenge for you. Can you be a spoke on someone else's 
body image wheel of community. And as I told you, this series, we're, we're applying it to more than just body image. So I want you just to really be thinking about that. Who is on your community wheel, whether it be your body image or other areas of your life? And whose wheel do you think you'd be on? Are you on anybody's wheel? And if not, whose could you be on? Whose could you be that supportive person to? Well, my friends, that I'm excited to say ends this restored series on the podcast. It's the longest series I've ever done. I'm still praying about our next series. I hope to announce that to you soon. And again, I want to encourage you as we're here in the summer and we're not releasing as many episodes here on the podcast, please go back and listen to anything you've missed, whether it be from this series, whether it be from guest interviews that I've done. We have so much content here on the podcast. I know there's no way that you've listened to all of it. So go back, see where the Lord leads you and listen in. And if you enjoyed this series, would you consider sharing it with a friend and just saying, hey, I just listened through this 18-part series on Real Talk with Rachel and good news. Now when you share it, all the episodes are there so they could totally listen to all of them like 18 days in a row. That'd be a fun little challenge. Maybe we should do something like that. But share it. That's one of the best gifts that you can give me here on this podcast to support it. Obviously, leave reviews if you haven't already, both for the podcast and for the book, especially on Amazon. And then share this just so more listeners get this in their ears. Well, I pray that you're having a very blessed summer. Speaking of community, if you didn't know already that if you purchase the book, you can join the private community there on the book page. It's on the very back of the book. There's a QR code you can scan. And when you join that community, you will get an email with some free resources and printables. The printables are actually from my book that you can use right away. So make sure you check that out. Go to imagerestoredbook.com to learn more. And then if you have the book, of course, just scan the QR code on the back of the book. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.